Welcome to the All Your Decisions Podcast. If you are looking for a personal development podcast that is unfiltered and authentic, you've come to the right place. Each week, we bring you the best ways to make better decisions in every aspect of your life. Get ready for an up-close and personal conversation with your hosts, where they will discuss how to lead a better life through better decisions. And now, here are your hosts, Pete and CK. everyone welcome to tonight's session of invest with pete so guys we have an awesome show for tonight because before the market opens in an hour we're going to do this and we're going to analyze what happened yesterday right i think many of you saw what happened yesterday but i'm still going to go through and that's because so many of you message me either on telegram facebook you name it, right? It was ridiculous. I never had so many messages over one night. So I thought, hey, you know, instead of doing my usual show where I was going to talk about cryptocurrency a bit today, I thought let's go back to the stock market where, you know, it's my true love, right? It's my one and only true love, right? So let me see how many of you are here. Okay, guys, for those of you who are here, I have my first question for you. And is this, how do you feel about the market? Okay. How do you feel about the market? Type in the chat, right? Type in the chat. Let me know how you feel about the market. And of course, if you can hear me, you can see me as well. Type in the chat. How do you feel about the market? Because yesterday, what we saw was super, super amazing, right? We actually started the market on flat, flat, right? Uh, around 12 plus, we were still slightly up. And then from there, we were just down all the way, right? So, so Chiwa is here, all right? Gary is saying, opportunity. Uh, some of you, okay, I can't see your name, right? It says normal. Some of you wrote exciting. Uh, Paul wrote uh, gory as Sotong game, all right? And I think he's referring to the latest Korean uh, series known as Squid Game, right? My little brother from YouTube say worried. <laughs> some of you say fearful, volatile, excited. Chiwa says steady, no, not, no panic. Fantastic. All right. Okay. Uh, Poking says, just another ordinary day. Whoa. Some of you are. Discount. Great Singapore sales. See, so, so guys, there are many different um, explanations, reasons here, right? Okay. So the important thing is to really understand what's going on. And most importantly is to see if you are prepared for it. Okay. All right. So let me, let me just share... Today's session with you guys. So Jeremy said, not easy making money. Jeremy, it's actually very easy. <laughs> I'll show you later on. Huh? It's actually very easy. All right, Chris says, wow, a great mindset. Chris, I hope it drops more. Some of you say, ready to grab. Henry says, unsure. All right. Okay, so let's let's take a look. Okay. So, I, and I titled today's session as crash or cash. All right. Because it is it is really like, like that. Because... Either when you look at the market and you feel like it's ka-ching, okay, or it is a horror story to you. Right? So what is what? All right? So I hope I hope that this will help you guys to understand the market. So let's take a look at what happened last night. Basically, this was what happened last night, right? All the major stocks, for example, your Microsoft. Okay, so let me just, just pull out my, my pen over here. Okay. Um... Okay, just choose blue. All right, your Microsoft, right, dropped drop by 3%. Google dropped by 3%. Apple dropped by 2.3%. Facebook almost 3.6%. Amazon 2.7%. Even Tesla, all right, the giant only fell by 1.75%. So yesterday, if you fell by 1%, you are the lucky one. <laughs> you are the lucky one. NVIDIA over here fell over 4%. Adobe as well, over 4%. All right, and even the banks are not spared. Now, this was interesting. This was interesting because 
a lot of people said what? What was the main reason that the, the market dropped? Can you all type in the chat? What, what was the main reason that people say the market collapsed? Right? What do you think is the main reason? Because when I looked around, I'll share, right? A lot of the main reasons that I heard was actually, in my view, very beneficial. Super beneficial to the banks. But hey, guess what? The banks still dropped. The only sector that kind of escaped was Exxon, oil, oil and gas, right? <laughs> kind of escaped the, the onslaught and maybe a bit over here, right? Those the gaming stuff. But the rest, basically, everything is red, right? And it is not just in the States, right? Even if you look at other parts of the world, for example, China, Japan, right? Denmark, Israel, all the other nations, Canada, Latin America as well, Australia as well, everything fell together. Right? Everything fell together. So, guys, the first thing is this. I want to share with everybody. When you see just a company, for example, if let's say you, ex you, you invested in ASML, this poor chap here that fell 6.6%, right? And you see that you are the only one that fell 6%. Then guess what? Perhaps you need to be very worried, right? Because if the whole market is roaring and you are the only one that fell 6%, perhaps it's your fault, <laughs> right? It's probably your issue, your problem. But when you look at the world, the world is collapsing together with you. Then you know that, hey, you know, not a problem, right? Because it's just the market sentiment, okay? The market sentiment is always at play here, right? So what was the main reason yesterday? So some of you, let's, let's take a look, right? Some of you said um, debt ceiling. Yeah, yeah. I think the US played their game again, right? Uh, basically, the Republicans say, hey, we're not going to uh, allow the debt ceiling to go up. And, uh, and the Democrats are like, oh, you guys are trying to crash the world. Guys, this is US. This is what they do every single year. I don't understand. If this is the real reason, that means, guys, the investors are getting played, right? Because if there's a way for me to bet <laughs> on the outcome, I think I would be very willing to bet that the debt ceiling will increase because the opposite is unthinkable. Right, so I really don't think it's a debt ceiling, okay? So Jolie says bond you, Kenny says interest rate, bond you, bond you, interest rate. All right, some of you say Evergrande. Honestly, I don't think Evergrande is such a big impact, to be very honest. I don't even think Evergrande is an issue, right? Why? Because Evergrande just stays within China, right? There's not many bondholders outside of China that holds Evergrande uh, bonds, okay? From what I understand. So Gareth is asking where to get a chart. This is from Finvis, okay? So if you want, you can go to Finvis, okay? All right, so, so some of you say uh, power and Yellen talking, maybe, maybe. Okay, so what was the main thing that I kept seeing throughout the whole, the whole few hours after the collapse, right? Was this, right? Because the question is, when you see everything is dropping, do not react immediately, right? That's something that as an investor, you must start to cultivate, all right? You must start to cultivate so that you do not react knee-jerk to any news out there, right? So always adopt this mindset to pause. And I really like this phrase. This is from one of the, the guys that I follow. He, so he always says, wait, right? Wait first and ask, but why? Why is something happening? And ask yourself, can you think about it and see if there's a valid reason, okay? So the main reason I saw yesterday was perhaps, you know, like what many of you say, the yield was spiking, Right? Bond yield spiking, bond yield surging, right? What else? Treasury yield jumping, bond yield jumping, rate heights looming, and things like that, okay? So, of course, when such activities are happening, right, why do the market drop? It's because when the bond yield goes up like this so quickly, right, those of you who do discounted cash flow, you will know, right? When you do discounted cash flow, one thing you must take into consideration is what is the rate of discount, Okay? That means how much do you uh, discount in terms of your valuation? And of course, the higher the yield, theoretically, you should discount your valuation more. Okay, so for those of you who don't understand what I'm saying, just Google discounted cash flow, you will find out more. Okay, but in short, basically, the cost of borrowing is higher when the yield is higher. Therefore, the valuation of company should drop accordingly. Okay, so this is perhaps the only reason I can think of, right, that that is really valid for, for what the, the market was doing yesterday, okay? However, the thing is, ask yourself, wait, but why? 
Okay? Because has this happened before? Is it always the case? And if it's always the case, then maybe there's something to be worried. But let's see. Okay? So the first thing I would search is, I basically search the S&P 500, which is here, all right? This is S&P 500, uh, the, the candle. And you can see over the last year, basically, we are going up, 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 and away. Okay? However, the interest rate, interestingly, all right? This is the US 10-year treasury, all right? This is 10-year treasury, okay? Has, let me change the color so that maybe you can uh, see differently. Has gone up, has come down, has gone up again. So the correlation between the 10-year treasury bond, the yield of the 10-year treasury versus the stock market is not very clear, uh, even at a one-year basis. So I decided, how about let's zoom out a bit. Okay, let's just zoom out a bit. Maybe go to the five-year chart and have a look. And this is what I see. This is the S&P 500 once again. Okay, the one in candles. And you can see the orange line is the yield once more. And in fact, we had much higher yield. Much higher yield back in when? Back in 2017, 2018, and 2019. But guess what? Guess what? It seems to be running in tandem, no? Can you see that? Can you see that? And in fact, recently when it dropped, they both dropped together, right? And most recently, when it's climbing, hey, the, the bond yield actually kept rising, but the market also climbed. It is only recently that the bond yield dropped while the market continues to climb. Can you see? So really, is there a very strong correlation here? Perhaps more, maybe in the last six months or so, but before that, really, it was very unclear. Sometimes it follows each other. Sometimes it doesn't. Okay? So I decided, how about we zoom out even more? Maybe there's some wisdom somewhere, right? That these people are seeing that, you know, we are not seeing. So I decided, let's just go as far as 2005. And this is finally where I saw some kind of correlation, whereby you can kind of say with the interest rate dropping, then the stock market tends to go higher and higher. Okay, All right. So really the correlation is only slightly clearer when you zoom out really, really, really far. Like not even five years, not even 10 years, but I'm zooming out all the way to 2015. Sorry, 2005, which is about 15 years ago. Okay. And, and the thing is, if you look at this chart, even at this moment, the correlation is also not super strong because in between, all right, let me just, just show you. In between, there are moments whereby the bond yield drop, but the market also drop, right? Can you see that? Can you see that? Right. And there are moments like this where the bond yield hits upwards, but the market also hit upwards. So, so what is what? What is happening? Okay. And last but not least, I think Eden asked a very good question. Eden is asking, why did the banks drop? Because if the news was that the US 10-year bond, the yield is going up, then hey, the bank should be benefiting from the interest rate, isn't it? Because guess what? The banks always makes the difference, right? How does the bank make money, everybody? Can you type in the chat? Do you know how the bank make money? It's actually very simple. The bank takes the loan from the government and lend it to you and they make the difference. So the higher the, the, the interest rate, the better it is for them. The more they can charge you, right? When you take a housing loan, car loan, and so on and so forth, right? So which is why the current low interest rate environment is not good for the banks. So why did the banks drop, right? When the interest rate is actually going up, okay? <laughs> right? So Rudy is saying, uh, banks are legalized bloodsucker. Uh, you said it, I didn't, okay? So, so why, right? Why, why is that happening? So let me just show you. Yesterday, I just picked out one of the banks, one of the better banks, okay? So this is not investment advice in any case, but just to show you, one of the better banks that I know out there, that I know good people who are working in them and I really like uh, the, the, the CEOs is JP Morgan, right? JP Morgan. And you can see, even for banks like JP Morgan, the correlation is not perfect 
is not perfect, right? Why? Because you can see that this portion is pretty much aligned, right? When the when the interest rate goes down, the, the price of JP Morgan goes down. When interest rate climbs up, right? The price of the JP Morgan shares goes up. But it starts to decouple in the recent years. Can you see that, right? The price of JP Morgan is going up, but hey, the bond yield is heading downward. So, so what is what? What is happening? So, so to me is this, that actually the actual correlations between bond yields and the stock market is weak at its very best, right? It's very weak at its very best. So I honestly don't take yesterday's drop very seriously. In fact, if the market really dropped because they feel that the bond yield is rising, then guys, if you are an investor, right? If you are an investor, and yes, indeed, when the market is irrational, what should you do? Yeah, what should you do? Because is it a moment of kaching for you, right? Are you celebrating or are you feeling very scared? You're like, oh no, what's going to happen? Okay, so I want everybody to look at the market. If the market is irrational, right? Like it's crazy. I want all of you to not be afraid of the market, but to be super happy and think about how you can make <laughs> full advantage. Laugh at the market and say, hey, crazy, what's going on? Right? Because the market is irrational in the short term. Eventually, guess what? They will find out that the correlation is weak, right? And the, this, this, this kind of so-called arbitrage will not be there forever. So you must make full use of it, right? Make full use of it. Make as much money as you can. <laughs> I love my funny effects. <laughs> Before they find out. That's the key thing. Because so many of you are, one, are messaging me, hey, Chrissy, Pete, wow, drop so fast. What should I do? How should I invest? Okay. Now, one thing I want to share with everyone is this. Now, even if you're afraid that interest rate going up is going to cause a lot of the companies a lot of trouble because they have, they have debt and they're going to pay more interest. All right. So let's take a look, right? So I have a company here that I want to share with you, okay? So one thing that you need to understand is this. Most of the companies out there, when they borrow money, okay? When they borrow money, they do not just borrow money and allow the interest rate to affect them in an uncontrolled manner, okay? So this company, as you can see, they borrow a lot, right? They borrow 3 billion, 6 billion, 17 billion, and then 10 billion. So if you... Add them all up, how much do you have? 30, 36 billion. 36 billion dollars of debt. Okay. However, you can see, for example, the first 3 billion has a fixed rate of 2.66. That means no matter how the interest rate jump, okay, it's not going to affect them. All right. And even for the rest, they try to keep it at the range of a 2% spread. Okay. That means no matter what happened to the market, it is going to just impact them in the range of 1% to 2%. Okay, in the range of 1% to 2%. So this is how most strong companies manage right, their finances. Now, I'm not saying that all the companies out there does this. Okay, they are only the good companies. So very simple, just look for the great companies, right? Which are the great companies? Okay, so the question is this. What company is this? <laughs> okay, what company is this? I'll give you a few moments to think about it. What do you think this company is? Okay, let me just drink my night coffee. Okay. What do you think? Which company do you think this is? That can borrow so much money, right? 3 billion, 6 billion, 17, 10 billion. What do you think? Okay. All right, so guys, type in the comments, what do you think? Which company do you think this is? Okay, so yeah, so I think so many of you say, right, grab the opportunity, look for good deals, exactly, right? Yes, do wait and observe, but don't wait for too long because why? The opportunity will run away, uh, okay? The opportunity will run away, okay? So Lily is right. We must be rational when the market is irrational. That is how you take advantage. That's why just now, I think one of you mentioned like, oh, I make money very difficult. No, actually make money is very easy. All right, Jeremy. Jeremy is saying, make money so difficult. Oh my gosh. No, money making in the market is actually very easy if you behave rationally, right? 
The market is giving you a massive discount yesterday, you know. Think about it. All the big companies are going at 4% discount, 5% discount, right? Just think about it. If tonight, suddenly Apple say, we're going to have a 5% discount on all our iPhones, how much iPhone will they sell in one single night? They're going to probably sell out, right? Some of the malls are probably going to get like so long queues and people are going to smash themselves on the glass and probably break through the glass, you know. But in the stock market, this is one of the only places whereby people, when the market is giving a discount, people, instead of queuing up to buy shares, people are panicking, selling shares back to the market. Okay? All right, so let's see. Some of you say Apple, Apple, all right? Lily say Tesla. Some of you say C-Limited, Facebook, JP Morgan, okay? Uh, then Investment Bank, all right? And I want to give the first prize to Suchu. Yay! Hey, let me, let me, let me put my applause. Yay! Okay, indeed, indeed, all right? It is Amazon, okay? This is Amazon. This is how strong companies manage themselves, right? They're not going to subject themselves to the, to the wind and, I don't know what you call it, the wind and whimper, is it? My English is not very good, right? Of the market uh, looking at what's the interest rate? No, right? They're just going to pay what they need to pay. That's it, okay? Now, with that said, let me jump on one more question before I quickly summarize. And it's this, and I think some of you might be feeling this right now. And the question is, what if you're holding on to Baba? Okay. I think this is on a lot of people's mind, especially those of you who are my investment students. Some of you have been holding Baba for a while. All right. So guys, type it in the chat. What do, are you holding on to Baba? Are you a Baba shareholders? If you are, type it in. If you are, type in Baba. Okay. If you are, type in Baba. All right. Yes, Chiwa. Thank you. The wimp and fancy of the market. The bloody market. Okay, all right. <laughs> Trying to go British. My four years in London has not helped a single bit in my accent, as you can hear. Okay, so yeah, we have a lot of Baba shareholders here, right? Alex, Kenny, Chris, all right, Barbara, William, all right. So many of you. Okay, I'm not going to click all your names, huh? Okay, all right. Okay, so the key thing is this, right? And I want to ask you a question because many of you who are in the market holding on to Baba shares, you are probably feeling like this guy, right? Who is this? This is Captain America. <laughs> Before he became Captain America, he's wondering, is this a test? Is this a test? Right? Now, I would say, if you can answer these four questions, then you will understand and you will be replying to yourself, right? You will know whether it is a test and do you pass the test? Okay? The first thing is this. Ask yourself, how many percent are you invested in Baba? Okay, so for those of you who want a live coaching from me, right? If you if you feel comfortable, uh, type in the chat. How many percent of your portfolio is in Alibaba right now? Okay, how many percent of your portfolio is in Alibaba right now? All right, just type in. All right, I want to see how many honest people are there. Uh. There's that, that's like close to four hundred of you right now. Uh. Four hundred. Uh. Okay, let's be honest. Let's be honest. Uh. Oh, I love it. Chihuahua is super honest. 20%. All right. Some of you say not a lot, but still heart pain. Barbara is 5%, 5%. Justin is at 30. Right. Some of you are at, are at 8, 1%, 12%, 5%, 3%, so on and so forth. Okay. Now, the thing is this there is no perfect percentage. There isn't. Right. There is no perfect percentage. The correct answer is how convinced you are, how convicted you are, right? If, for example, some of you are at 30%, then my question is, are you that convicted in a single company that you're willing to put 3-0% or in Chiwa's case, 20%, okay? It, it's not wrong. There's no such thing as too much, too little. I do know of some people who are like 90% into a company, right? And But that is because they are almost... 100% certain about the company. That's why they put 90%. In that case, to them, 90% is under allocation. Under allocation, right? So really, you must ask yourself how convinced you are about a company. Because if you have only done a bit of the research, then if you are putting in more than, let's say, 20% into a company, a single company, then you need to think very hard. 
does your risk match your understanding? Okay? Your risk must always match your understanding because if you don't understand the company enough, then your risk is super, super high. Okay? So that's the first question. For those of you who are invested more than 10% in this one single company, I want you to ask the very honest question is how much conviction you have in Baba, right? Or was your conviction only there because the market was going up, okay? If your conviction is only going together with the share price, then you know that perhaps you don't have true conviction in the company. But if your conviction is such that, hey, come hell or high water, mm, I think this time I got it correct. <laughs> I, I, think, I think this time I got it correct. But... If your commission is okay, like you guys have a ding, 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 okay. But if your commission is really, really, really high, then hey, I would say 20% perhaps is good. In fact, maybe too little. Okay. And I think one of you already said this. Sometimes, if you are not able to fully ascertain that this company is so convinced, that you're so convinced about it, then always set in some rules. Okay. Help yourself. Okay, guys, type in, the, type in the chat. Type in rules. Really help yourself. Rules are there to assist you when you cannot think, right? You cannot think logically when you are not acting in a rational sense. For example, in this case, he's saying, I have a max allocation of 10%. Great, right? That could be one rule that you want to set for yourself so that no matter how convinced you are about a certain company, you always keep it at 10% because you know that sometimes you might get carried away, right? Or, or, or confirmation bias, we so-called, right? Because you don't want to be trapped in that psychological thinking, then you realize, oh no, that you're stuck in the company, okay? Now, at this moment, I'm not saying Baba is good or bad. I'm just trying to help everyone out here to think like an investor, a good one, right? How do you think about your trade? When you're holding on to a company that the share price is dropping. There is no right answer and there also is, there is no wrong answer as well. Okay, the key thing is how much conviction you have in the company. Okay, now, the next thing is this. Of course, understand the business, right? Understand what makes or break the business. For example, someone is saying here, I'm convinced about Baba, right? Nita is saying, I'm convinced about Baba, but not the government regulations. So do you understand is the regulation part of the business? Perhaps it is. Right? Perhaps it is. Okay? Then, the next thing is this. Right? What is your holding power? What is your holding power? That means, can you hold on to the company for an extended period of time? Because if you are truly convinced about the business, for example, in terms of percentage, in terms of understanding the business, then with holding power, the chances of you coming out a lot better is going to be very, very high, right? i give you an example. Those of us, including myself, who invested in Amazon back in the 2013 to 2015 stage, basically, right, basically, you are holding on to a company that did not go up for over two years. Nothing. Right, go and check the charts. 2013, 2015, Amazon just like flat, flat out, right? But if you have the holding power, be it the stocks or options, right? Guys, options you can do three to four years, uh, three years or so, uh, okay? But if you have the holding power, then today, even with Amazon dropping together with the rest of the world, you will be up easily in hundreds of percent, okay? Easily hundreds of percent. So, yeah, like for example, a Tesla. Tesla been trading sideways for 10 years until last year it happened, right? So the key thing is, do you understand the business? And do you have the holding power? That is so important. And last but not least, okay, is this. Are you using options, right? Because in this environment, I want to share with you. In this environment, I've been using options on Baba. Not a huge percentage, right? Not a huge percentage. But I'm using a small percentage to do options on Baba, right? So that I also limit my downside, but I open up the upside as well. Okay, so if you know how to do it, using options sometimes can help. So it's not just that, oh, I'm just holding on to Baba shares and not doing anything. There are things that you can do, right? Especially those of you who attended OMI, who are my students, you understand, right? You can either sell put options, sell call options, 
can do a lot of things, right? To make money even when the stocks is trading sideways, okay? So I want all the investors here who are holding on to Baba to not just say, oh, I hold on to Baba. I don't know what to do now. I'm just going like, to resign to it. No, right? Use this as a good opportunity to understand yourself and help to improve yourself as an investor again, right? Ask yourself, do I have that much conviction such that when I invest 20% or even 30% of my portfolio, I don't lose sleep? That's the only one thing, right? Secondly, do I understand the business enough such that, in fact, right now, when the market is coming down, maybe you want to put in more if you truly understand the business. If you love it, if you love it as a business, throw more, right? And thirdly, do I have the holding power, right? I always say this, never invest with money that you need in six months' time or even a year's time, actually, right? Because you need time to play out. Businesses takes time to mature, to grow, right? So understand that holding power is the key. The traders out there, the institutional investors out there, they cannot make money. Why? Because their investors pull out on them the moment the share price drop. They don't have holding power. This is one of your special power as a retail investor is the fact that you have holding power, right? Your special power is holding power. And last but not least, if you know how to use options, even when it's going sideways, I'm very certain that you can make some money because right now I am making some money by just by selling puts on Baba. Okay, all right. So this is not really related to last night, but I thought it's good to share with you guys. And in fact, guys, last night, Baba was one of the few stocks that went up. <laughs> okay, so guys, never look down on a company, right? If you love it and you understand, have a good diversification really helps. Okay, goes a long, long way. Okay, so let me go into my summary for all of you. All right, is this, okay? What to do? Okay. Oops. Let me let me bring on my slide again. Huh? Okay. What do you want? What do you, what to do? What am I gonna do? Right. Once again, guys, I want to say this. This is not investment advice. Right. I do what I do. I do it professionally. I'm a portfolio manager for for clients. So this is just what I do. Right. Ask yourself. What are you gonna do? Okay. I want to share with you guys openly. The first thing is this. Serve as a good reminder to tell yourself that you must invest in strong business, especially in down days like yesterday. Right, because in down days, like I say, is when you truly challenge your understanding and conviction about your investment. Okay, and one way to find great businesses is to find businesses that doesn't hold too much debt that they cannot pay. Right, look at Amazon. Amazon holds billions of dollars of debt, but these are debt that they can pay off easily if they want to. Just with a stamp of finger, Jeff Bezos can just pay off all this debt, even by himself. Right, even after his divorce. Okay, I'm just kidding. Okay, but he, as Amazon is a company, he will be able to pay off all this debt. But there are companies out there who are holding maybe just hundreds of millions and they can't pay it off. Right, so it's not about how much debt you have, it is about the quality of debt and also can you pay them off. Right, third one, invest in businesses where they stand to gain, right, from rising interest rates and comma rising prices. Now, I'm not just referring to banks over here. I'm referring to businesses that have pricing power. Okay, guys, if you can help each other out, type in pricing power. And this is so important because when people are analyzing business out there, very often this is something that they, they, they didn't take note of, right? What is pricing power? Pricing power means a company that can raise prices without affecting sales, as simple as that, right? And there are so many businesses out there that can do it, right? Not just the banks. The banks are not the only one that benefit from interest rate, right? For example, think about it like Apple, like iPhone, right? The phone that I'm using right now, right? I'm pretty certain in six months time to three months time, I'm definitely going to buy an iPhone. And they have just been increasing the price nonstop. So this is one of the good example, right? Look at Amazon. They have been increasing the price of their Amazon Prime, but people are still subscribing because it's great value. Okay, and last but not least is this, help yourself to be a better investor by not just looking at the share price when it goes higher and higher and you cheer. In fact, start to develop the ability to welcome lower prices, right? Welcome lower prices. I wish Amazon, the share price can drop back down to where it was 
just one year ago when it was at $1,600 so that I can buy more of them, right? See lower prices as a discount. Now, how do you do that? Very simple. Go back to point number one. Invest in strong business, right? If you are looking at strong business, then yes, lower prices are always welcome. But if it's a poor business, then this is another story, okay? So this is a quick summary on what I'm looking in the market. Basically, I don't think what happened last night looking at the charts and everything, I don't think it's very serious. I don't think it's very bad. In fact, it is welcome, right? If the market kept going up nonstop and it doesn't come down, then that is going to be trouble, right? The fact that it dropped is actually very welcome, right? The fact that it dropped means this market is healthy. A bull market, or at least there's this saying from someone, I can't remember who it was, but there's this saying that a bull market climbs on a wall of worries. Okay? A bull market climbs on the wall of worries. Because most people, when you invest, right, you're you are like this song. I believe I can fly. You just want the share price to keep going up. Don't come back down. But guys, think about it. For those of you who are just starting to invest and you haven't got all your finances in, in check yet and you still want to buy more next time, do you really want the prices to keep on going and going and going and going and going? Think about it. I want you to think about it like real estate, right? For so many people out there, they wish that the real estate market will crash. Why? Because they can buy the houses at a cheaper price. So perhaps sometimes using the real estate analogy can help you a lot in investing in the stock market. If you can truly see where the value is, then you really want to welcome the lower prices. Okay? All right? So, yeah. Okay, so this was the sharing I want to share with you guys today. Now, I'm uh, just going to go to a quick Q&A segment. Let me know if you have any questions. All right? And we're going to go through the comments right now. Okay? Let me look at the comments. So, Chini is saying, wow, so much feel. Yes, indeed. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to look at the questions. Huh? Indeed, some of you are saying companies with pricing power, right? Options are powerful. Yes, indeed, right? Kenny is saying, can do DCA. Now, why is DCA? DCA, D DCA is dollar cost everything. Yes, you can, right? Especially if you're just dealing with shares, you definitely can do DCA. In fact, if you're doing options, you can DCA, you know? If you're doing multiple options. So for those of you with a bigger portfolio, think about it, right? Think about it. How can you DCA options? <laughs> okay okay you dc option you can huh? i assure you you can okay i assure you you can okay um waiting for another march 2020 big discount yes indeed i'm i'm also waiting <laughs> i i i hope that it comes like soon right don't don't wait for too long already right i'm so tired of waiting already <laughs> okay <laughs> right okay yes options can also dca indeed okay so any views on tonight's market? No, I, I, I usually don't have much views for very short term, like tonight, tomorrow, or even next week. No, right? To me, is I'm looking at at least uh, at least a few quarters into the future. At least, at least that, okay? Can say any view on Tencent. I mentioned before, actually, I was more worried for Tencent than Baba um, for a moment. But right now, I would say for the whole of China, I'm not too worried, right? I'm just waiting for the sentiment to quiet down a bit. Right, and then for the chart to bounce a bit before I take more action. Okay, so that's my take. Um, do I recommend CFD? The answer is a resounding no. Resounding no. Right, because CFD, the problem is what you do not have holding power. Right, so the worst thing is when you are invested, 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 and then just at the very moment the price went up, guess what? You are priced out of your CFD. Okay, CFD charges a huge fee every single day just to hold on to the trade, right? And I've seen so many people, they tell me, Pete, I got the trade correct, but just at that moment when I was going to be right, oh, my CFD reaches limit already. Okay, all right. So Chihuahua does DCA for options, indeed, right? Strategy X, yes, for those of you who join OMI, indeed, okay? Gary saying, markets at value, very high valuations, why are we still investing? Gary, the answer is very simple. It's because the market always goes higher and higher and higher. That is the truth. There will be moments like March 2020. There will be moments like 2018. There will be moments like 
2007, right? But guess what? If you just, even if you invest at the highest point at those moments and you hold through those periods, you will be very much wealthier right now. Okay? All right, Ian is asking, how does it affect Bitcoin? I don't know. Bitcoin seems to be up right now. <laughs> Let me just do a quick check. Huh? Uh, yeah, I think Bitcoin is up right now. Yes, Bitcoin is up 2.5%. Ethereum is up 4%. So yeah, maybe starting to show some signs of non-correlation. Maybe. <laughs> okay. Um, Pete, will you consider MasterCard and Visa? I think these are strong companies. These are great companies, right? So do more research. If you like them, Definitely, you can look at including them in your portfolio. You know, why not? All right. But I must give full disclosure. I do not have MasterCard and Visa in my portfolio now, just in case you wonder. Okay. Uh, Chris is asking, how about Ping An? Uh, actually, in China, other than the tech guys, I don't really invest in the rest. So Ping An, I have no comments. Um, I don't know. Are they doing very badly or good? Well, let me see. Uh. Let me just double check. Ping An... Ooh, doesn't look good. Huh? They look worse than Baba. <laughs> I don't know. What's wrong with them? Is it because of Evergrande? Maybe, right? Uh, no, not much comments. Okay. Carmen is asking, what are the few companies are looking at right now? Carmen, I can tell you, but I will have to kill you. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> okay. Ben is asking, my buy call suffers 65% for Chinese stock that are convinced conviction in, such as JD, expiring in Jan 2020. Uh, should I cut loss? So Ben, Straightforward question. Ask yourself, do you think JD will go above your buy call strike price by January next year? I think that's a very good way of looking at options, right? And anyway, Ben, you don't have much time left. You have four months left. That is very short for options. Very, very, very short. Okay. Uh, so comments hoping for LMT. LMT that is Lockheed Martin to go lower. Yeah, indeed, indeed. Okay. Uh, David is saying, should we hold 100% cash and wait for a big crash? Oh, this one. Very good question. Okay, great. Let me let me give a let me give a, a sound effect. That's a great question. <laughs> right. Now, why is this a good question? Because I never advocate holding 100% cash. Why? Because when you are in 100% cash, all the decision that you are making is very binary. Because the thing is this: what is the definition of a big crash? Is it 20%? Is it 25%? Is it 30%? Because if you're just waiting for a 30% drop, then guess what? You will have missed at least the last maybe 8 to 10 years of run because we didn't have a 30% drop until last year. So do you want to be 100% out of the market all the time? I don't think that is a very, very uh, a wise thing to do, right? The one thing I will say is this. I think many people say this and it's not, not my idea, right? Instead of timing the market, Right, spend more time in the market, and I don't know. I don't. Know, maybe it's Warren Buffett or Charlie Munger who who originated this quote, but I think it's very very wise because it is not about making a hundred percent decision. It is never like I'm in or I'm hundred percent out. Right. In fact, the best thing to look at is hey, if the market is very very high, maybe I'm not so in. Right. Maybe instead of ten percent cash, I hold like fifteen percent, twenty percent, for example, in cash. Right. But to be 100% out, it means you are playing against the wave of the market, the tide of the market. Why? Because the market overall, over 70% of the time, tends to go up, even when the valuation is high. Even when the valuation is high. I say this again, huh? right? Last year, when I tell people, hey, you know, we will see S&P 500, going above 4,000. Everyone was like, you crazy, you nuts. But guess where we are now? We are at 4,300 points. We are at 4,300 points, right? In fact, if you invested for the longest time, the recent drop will have just brought you back to August period only. This year, August, two months ago. That's it. That is the only setback you will have, right? Not a big problem. Okay, not a big problem. Um, let me see. Catherine is asking, do you invest in funds? My own fund, <laughs> the next level portfolio, that's the one thing I invest in. But no, I don't invest in other people's fund. Why? Because I truly believe no one cares about your money more than you. No one. 
right? If you are not going to be responsible for your own investment, learn how to do it, then guess what? Yes, you have to let someone else do for you, but you cannot blame that person if that person do poorly. Why? Because you don't even want to find out how to do it yourself. I know this sounds very harsh, but if you're not going to put in the effort to manage your own investment, and guys, it's not difficult. Those of you who joined OMI before, you know it is not difficult. It takes a bit of time. Over the weekend, we equipped with the skill. It does take a bit of time, but it is not difficult, right? So don't give yourself the excuse to say that, hey, I'm not going to learn how to invest because it's too tough. It is not. It, Warren Buffett said this, it doesn't take a genius to invest. You don't need high intelligence, right? What you need is common sense, okay? Very, very good question, Catherine, okay? Um, what else? So yeah, retracement is not too bad, exactly. Um, what else? Is it advisable to do candlesticks analysis? I think TA really, guys, just take it with a pinch of salt. Although I do look at TA myself, but don't be overly obsessed with TA because ultimately you, you, you are not able to win the market, right? If the market chooses to fall, it chooses to fall. If the market chooses to go up, it chooses to go up, right? So don't really... Uh, try to time the market too much, right? When we talk about technical analysis, candlestick analysis, right? This different type of analysis, basically you're trying to time the market, okay? The thing is this, a lot of people always say, avoid catching the falling knife, right? And I say, yeah, that is true if you have, um, if you have very limited funds, right? But if you don't have very limited funds, let's say you, you can enter in DCA format, right? Like a few batches. What's wrong with carrying, carry, catching the falling knife? If is a good knife. Uh, have you thought about it? Right? What's wrong with catching a falling knife on a great company? I don't think there's anything wrong, no, to be very honest. Of course, if you're super sharp at TA, then of course, right? Go do it. But otherwise, for, for normal people, I always say, hey, if you think it's a great company and you see that it's retracing down, right, to a nice level, just, just buy some. Nothing wrong. Okay, nothing wrong. Huh? Okay, another great question. All right, let me just give it a applause. Okay, so finally, someone focusing on the correct things because guys, over, I would say out of all the things that I learned, maybe 30% are my techniques, you know, like what, what we teach at OMI in terms of like, oh, how you draw your support and resistance, how you look at your TA, how to do valuations, how to analyze company, all these are techniques, methods, right? But overwhelmingly, 70% of making a good investor is actually about controlling yourself. It's about understanding yourself and includes what this person, unfortunately, I can't see the name. Um, how can we overcome the fear when we see our portfolio dropping? Okay. And to me, the most uh, straightforward way to overcome the fear is to once again ask yourself, what am I buying? Do I know what I'm buying? Because I, if I'm buying a bag of great businesses, I'm buying a bag of gold, gems, then I won't be worried. In fact, I'll be wondering, where else can I find cash? Ah? You know, can I sell the house or sell my shirt or I don't know, to buy more, right? Once again, welcome lower prices if it's a great company. Okay, if it's a great company, yeah. All right, so yes, be fearful when everyone is greedy. Indeed, you should, right? So when the market doesn't drop like yesterday, it just keep on going up like a rocket ship, huh? right? Maybe like Elon Musk, SpaceX, like go up all the way then you should be very, very worried. What's happening? How can it keep going up nonstop? It must be something wrong. <laughs> okay, let me, let, me, let me continue with all the questions. Huh? Okay, so... Um, uh, so, yeah, Pokey say, catch the handle, yes. <laughs> Siwen saying, many people don't realize that they are investing in real companies with real product and not just a ticker symbol. Indeed, indeed, yes, I'm very proud of Steven, one of my OMM mentorship students. All right, understand that. Okay, you know, one of the companies when I okay, give you all, give you a story. Uh, when I when I talk to my wife, right, one of the companies when I talk to her, she was super convincing, right? Is when I say, hey, you know, which what is this? What, what, what is one thing that the ladies will always go after? What is the one thing that the ladies will go, always go after? And she said, it is the brand. It is the brand. Okay, so when I heard that, I was like, oh, so what are the brands? And immediately the brands that she said got very, very familiar. Super familiar. The idea came out like, ka-ching, right? Why? Because when you look at all the branded stuff, it's mainly LVMH. 
Kering, right? Hermes, all this. So only a few brands, you know. There's only a few brands in the world actually that dominate all the real branded stuff. So if you know what you are doing, then hey, you'll be a happy kid. Okay? All right? Okay? So, yeah. Okay, so I think that's all the questions coming to 50 minutes already. Um, let me see. Yes, it is not raining. Okay, so I'm going to go for my run. All right? So everybody, thank you so much for staying with me. Wow, almost still 400 of you. Right? Fantastic. Guys, if you all like what you see today, do me a favor, even though it's quite late at this part of the show, I think I should have said it earlier, is share this broadcast, this podcast to as many people as you can. Okay? Because I think many people out there need the message, right? A lot of people are investing during COVID, not because they understand, because they have nothing better to do. So they jump into the market, not knowing that actually this could be the best opportunity for them to grow their wealth. Okay? All right, guys. So we are 10 minutes to the market. Guess what? I'm not even going to look at the stock market at all, right? What am, I, what, what am I going to do? I'm actually going for a run. Why is that? Because you don't need to look at your portfolio every day to make money. And I'm doing it professionally. Right. So how about you? Okay. So thanks for being here. All right. And I'll see you next time. Bye bye. What is my sound here? You have been listening to All Your Decisions. We hope you enjoyed the conversation. To access our best resources, go to the All Your Decisions group on Facebook. This show is for entertainment purposes only. Before making any decisions, consult a professional.